State of the American League Central. It's Tuesday, July 26th, and uh, I'm Jack McMullen. I'm a typical, you know, familiar voice. The unfamiliar voice is Javier Reyes, who you're going to be hearing on this for the foreseeable future. Uh, Javier Reyes is the host of Locked On Padres. He's a writer for Just Baseball. So, Javi, I would like for you to spill out all of your credentials as to why people should listen to you about a division that you probably hardly watched before you got this assignment. A hundred percent, sir. First of all, absolutely thrilled to be on the show. The cowards, uh, the, the Just Baseball Illuminati, dare I say, yeah. have been preventing your boy from being on podcast for a long time. Maybe yeah. it was the the baseball weird awards that got me banned. It, it could be, I don't know, but uh, I think I'm qualified because as the Apple podcast reviews will say that I'm not a Padres fan because I don't live in San Diego. Perfect. So in fact, they said, oh, he's just a baseball fan. Um, so there you go. I'm just a fan of the baseball, man. I mean, and who is it? Who is not a fan of the baseball? Well, and you know what I think we've learned is content creation and especially talk radio and podcasts. You're actually better at it when everybody hates you. Yeah, so- 100%. I think what we should do moving forward is not watch a single game featuring a team from the American <laughs> League Central and then just get on here and yap about what we see on MLB.com. You in? 100% in, man. I mean, why Why do you have to watch the games? I, I mean, <laughs> they're always telling me about these eye test things. Who cares about the eye test? You know what I do? I pull up Baseball Savant and I screenshot the, the bubbles. little uh, stat cast profile. <laughs> and bubble. that's my analysis. Boom, 100 retweets. We're good. Dude. I know everything about baseball now. So unbelievably red. Jose Ramirez, incredible. He's so red. His bubbles yeah. are on fire. Oh, um, man. Bleeding red. Absolutely. <laughs> here's the thing. Like, both of us lack social life to the point where we do sit down and watch the American League Central. And mm-hmm. we watch the Detroit Tigers and the Kansas City Royals, who are currently uh, a half game uh, away from each other in terms of the cellar dweller conversation. So it was yes. Kansas City, but they've gotten out of it. Detroit now wears the crown or wears the uh, the jester hat that you break out for a crappy loss for the Padres. But how we're going to go about today is we're going to go through each of these five teams from a trade deadline perspective. Are you buyers? Are you sellers? Have you fully made up your mind or not? <clears throat> White Sox. And then you have the conversation of, what should they go get? What should they target? And of course, we've got so much written content at JustBaseball.com about all of this. Our top deadline targets. Who is rumored to who? All 30 teams will have a trade deadline outlook. How nuts is that? It's it's nuts. I mean, you just said we have no social life. Well, there you go. There's the evidence. <laughs> we have 30 outlets coming out. One from your boy on the Padres soon. And oh, yeah. to be honest with you, it's kind of exciting, man. I mean, the trade deadline, while it's true, I think that this year's isn't going to be as just, you know, scorched earth, shock and awe as it was last year. There's still a lot of cool names and you still have at least, even if it's a question mark that we don't know about fully. I don't think any team in this division is going to target him. But the Juan Soto thing alone, that gives you a couple segments on first take and all of your MLB network shows. Okay, so I was going to start with Minnesota, but let's start with Mm. Cleveland because I did see something Mm. about Cleveland being a sleeper candidate to go and get Juan Soto. Do I think they would do it? Absolutely not. I don't Mm. think that they are willing to pay one guy that much money, a la Jose Ramirez, right? But 
if we're talking strictly prospect capital, I think everybody knows that Cleveland is one of the very few teams. You could probably count on one hand the amount of teams that can do it from guys that have yet to make their major league debut. And Cleveland is on that list. Who are the other teams that can do that? Maybe the Yankees. Yeah. I mean, maybe the Dodgers. You you could say the Mariners, but I don't know why they would do that right now. I don't um, think so, dude. I don't I, I mean, don't I don't smell it for them. I don't smell it for them either. Um Cleveland, I don't smell Soto. What I do smell though is Wilson Contreras or Sean mm. Murphy. Sean Murphy, mm. according to Ken Rosenthal, has gotten so much traction. He hits arbitration this coming year. So that's three and a half years of control. So you have him for this contending window. And you have last year's Gold Glove Award winner for 2023, 2024, and 2025 with escalating arbitration numbers until he hits free agency. Who makes more sense for them? The guy with three years of control that's going to cost way more in prospect capital or a guy like Wilson Contreras, who is a rental, if they plan on competing this year, that will cost next to nothing compared to Sean Murphy? I think it's the latter, man. I think it's the latter. I think that's Sean Murphy also uh, going to throw out my first edition of the eye test, which is basically just, I have a feeling he's got a little bit of a leg up. I think that he's got some improvements actually to be made. And maybe yeah. this is just me being biased against Oakland. I would trade for a guy like that just to be like, hey, maybe he's just going to be happy to be out there. Right. So I would love that. Those sneaky moves like these were like, would it surprise you if next year, Sean Murphy's like a top five or six catcher. No, this is the type of move that pays more dividends. It gives you a good amount right now, but then pays more dividends um, down the road. Kind of like a say Ty France, right? Um, just to roast myself for a little bit. Didn't help <laughs> them immediately, right? Everybody looked at that. Uh, you know, Josh Naylor helps them out immediately. Cal Quantrill, but then the real sleeping giant was Ty France. So I really like that move for the Guardians, even though sometimes give them a little bit too much credit. Win a World Series first, but that being said very smart with they don't make a lot of bad moves and i don't i don't the soda thing would be rad because they do have the control even if right. it's 17 million right but i do i love the sean murphy uh pick i think that wilson Contreras is going to go to a team that's a little bit more aggressive maybe even like mine i think so um yeah i mean the idea of jay ram and soto together is amazing but i like the mm -hmm. idea of adding sean murphy to that mix and you know i the thing is, you can deal for Sean Murphy and not feel it. That's how yeah. deep the system is there. Mm -hmm. And my thing is, you know, you, you might hear some pushback like, oh, Bo Naylor's playing really well in AAA. Mm -hmm. I'm not stopping myself from going to get Sean Murphy because of Bo Naylor or because of Brian Lavastida. The only guys that I'm stopping myself from going to get Sean Murphy in place of our Francisco Alvarez in the Mets situation. Like if I'm the Mets, I'm not looking at a catcher with more than half a season of control because I know I've got the best catching prospect in baseball. Honestly, I'm kind of feeling that way about Oakland with Shea Langliers, um, Baltimore, mm. obviously with Adley. Um, but I mean, like everybody else is kind of in need of a catcher because the catching position, like I'm sure you've seen is not that good right now. So when you say that Sean Murphy could be a top five catcher at the midway point of next year, I'm with you because I feel like starting at like number four, they just kind of suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not many difference makers out there. It's always a thing. I remember writing an article back when I was just, I don't know, on, in my bag for just baseball talking yeah. about like the fantasy baseball draft perspective where it's like, right. I've never understood drafting the catcher early because you can find one later on and there's, 
there's just not collectively a whole lot to be there. Like the fact that I'm kind of content with Jorge Alfaro being the starting catcher for the Dude. Padres right now, kind of just really uh, is a good summation of where the position is at right now. And kind of usually always is to be honest with you. That's also how psychopathic Padres fans are because they want Soto, <laughs> but they look at Alfaro and it's like, yeah, that'll do. Um, yeah. <laughs> Minnesota is the division leader by three games. Minnesota obviously needs to go get pitching. They could use offensive help. I They need pitching. I don't think they have much to deal from on the farm. And I'm, I just have no idea like how handcuffed they feel. Because yeah. I look at them from a 30,000-foot view and I see, how much can you actually do? Yeah, Because you've got Correa on big money. You've got Buxton long-term. Those guys aren't hampering you that much. But you look at the farm, and they already dealt Pardon. Um, or no, they, they got Austin Martin, who's been super underwhelming. They got mm-hmm. Simeon's Wood Rich, Woods Richardson, who they wouldn't want to deal again. Royce Lewis is out for the rest of the year. Walner, you don't want to move. Spencer Steer, you could move right now, but how much is he going to get you? There are a lot of those guys. So you don't have that bona fide top 100 guy that is available to go get an impact arm. Is it just going to get like four or five average, you know, back end starters or good bullpen pieces? That's what it feels like. And another thing is, and again, this is a classic cliche answer to just throw out there, but they've really gotten murked by these injuries. I actually yes. thought that Chris Paddock was looking like a really solid back of the rotation guy. I'm with you. Um, Cal Quantrill, while our boy uh, Peter Apple perhaps overestimates him a little bit, still a, you know, guy that, you know, can help out. And I think that Chris Paddock is kind of the comp for that, right? Like he's a guy that can help you at the back end of your bullpen, but you know, Bailey Ober gets hurt. Joe Ryan starts off awesome, but then he falls off a little bit. Sonny Gray, very good pitcher, but do you feel great about him being your, you know, number one starter? It's kind of like the Cardinals, you know, where they had to rely a lot on Jack Flaherty, who is good. I like him. And I think he has room to grow, but do you feel great about him being like the savior for your team? No. So you have that, you have Royce Lewis getting injured. You have some weird things with your closer position, but you're still kind of hanging out. You know what I mean? You're still on top of the division, but is this one of those situations where to roast your team real quick? My apologies. My apologies, Jack. No, but man. You look at the twins and say, we saw what happened to the White Sox last year. And it was, it was proven pretty definitively that good team, but mostly benefiting from a pretty weak division is that's what's going on with Minnesota right now. And my other thing is like you said with Correa, but he's maybe only here for one year. So that makes you almost want to compete now. But again, I just don't know what they're, what they could do. Cause it feels like almost every area they have to improve. Not that they're bad, but like every area could kind of use a boost. I'm not really sure what direction they go. hundred percent, man. Like you look at the outfield and the outfield can get, way better. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. Byron Buxton's great, but you know, you look at all the units on this team. If you divide up great? a football, what? Is he great? Buxton? Yeah. When he's on the field, absolutely. Absolutely. Are we sure, Are we sure I, he's great? Yes, he is. He's phenomenal. Um, but I think about it this way. <laughs> football season is quickly approaching. I just got my college football preview magazine from Lindy Sports um to to really get into that mold, of course. But you think of the running back room, the wide receiver room, the offensive line room, and then the defensive line, the linebackers, and the secondary. What unit on the Minnesota Twins is considered top flight? The bullpen, no. The starting rotation, hell no. The outfield, above average, but not great. The Mm -hmm. infield, 
really good, but not the best by any stretch. And the catching position, like, eh, you're middle of the pack like everybody else. You're not I a fan just, of the Kraken, Gary? I, L. Gary? <laughs> L. Gary. <laughs> I can do without L. Gary. But I, that's the thing about this team, man. Like, Kepler, yeah, he's fine. I just – I don't think that they are convinced that they can win the World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they know that they are leading the worst division in baseball. Um we'll see what they do here. I think it's just going to be a bunch of minor moves. And I think this team is with all they did this off season is just going to be super underwhelming. The biggest team in this division right now that I'm looking at is the white Sox. And I was thinking, okay, what happens here? Do they, do they sell the veteran pieces? This was last week. This was right before they took two or three from Minnesota heading into the all-star break. And I was saying, damn, is it time to dish out Jose Abreu? for a good return and the answer is no because jerry reinsdorf and he has been on record saying this would trade all six of his nba finals trophies with the bulls for one more white Sox world world series he loves the white Sox more than anything in the world he is never going to allow this team to sell Mm. um having said that i don't know what they're going to do to get better rick Hahn and his media availability yesterday said they need bullpen help. That is priority one, bullpen help. So what do you do? Do you go and get a Daniel Bard? Bard is not going to cost much. You have no farm to deal from. I'm just worried that this team is going to show up, much like what happened against Houston. Tim Anderson's going to get a bunch of singles. Luis Roberts going to get a bunch of singles, but everybody else is just going to suck, and the pitching is going to get exposed by a really good offense. They don't succeed against good teams. I have a feeling they're going to run into a good team in the postseason if they get in, even with what they add, and still be exposed by a good team. I think that with the White Sox, they are the current epitome in baseball right now of how quickly things can turn. Uh, This team, man, heading into 2019, everyone's like, man, the prospects are coming up. And in fairness, the only kind of break I'll give them, actually two breaks, is one, their farm system's a little bit weak because a lot of those guys, you know, got called up. We get yeah. excited about and you get a ton of control. The big league. Level. Yeah. yeah. And Luis Robert and all these guys. Right. But number two is they've also dealt with a lot of injuries, but even still just the, you know, everybody slacks my team and just destroys them for the lack of depth. The, the White Sox are kind of in that situation where it's like they don't have the middle pieces. They don't have enough guys that they can trade in a package. Everyone wants Andrew Vaughn. They don't want to trade Andrew Vaughn, they don't right? Want to trade Vaughn. And then, And then you say, oh, well, Dylan Cease is really great. Yeah, well, the rest of your rotation isn't great to make you feel comfortable with having him as the only guy. Like, he's great. He was actually my Cy Young pick for the record heading into this year. So, you know, maybe that'll happen. I don't know. It's it's, it's not not impossible. But Lucas Giolito has fallen off. You know, uh, the Lance Lynn, uh, your boy, Dallas Keuchel, right, who is now basically about Mm. to be out of the league. Um, Michael Kopech solid arm but maybe he's just one of those guys that is going to be a solid arm which is great but maybe they wanted more from him and on top of all that like you said with the farm you got the Tony Russa stuff I just think that this is the peak example of heading into 2020 them and the Padres honestly there's a lot of conflict the excitement and all that and it just shows you how much things can flip and yes, yes having a farm doesn't get you thrilled all the time you're not like oh I hate when fans do that where they're like, hey, but it's not a guarantee that those guys are good. I th- we know. We're not saying that. It's more that 
when you're in a situation like the White Sox where you're middling and you can't improve, but you don't necessarily want to sell because your top pieces are your young guys, what the hell do you do? You know, dude. So I was listening to um, I was listening to the Guardians White Sox. I was listening to the Guardians mm-hmm. broadcast. Tom Hamilton is the radio voice of the Guardians. Been there for about 30 years. He is awesome. I love listening to him. But he's got some super outdated thoughts. And one of them, Johnny Cueto was starting for the White Sox. And at one point, it was, and Hamilton has this great Ohio accent. And at one point he goes, well, the Royals, they moved for Johnny Cueto uh, at the deadline ahead of their World Series win in, in 2015. And that's a winning move. I don't understand holding on to prospects when you can go and get a guy like Johnny Cueto. That's the move that won them the World Series. And I'm like, dude, what? I I think that having a farm provides you just a little bit of flexibility. That's all yeah. you need, just a little bit of wiggle room. Because if you don't have any wiggle room, then all you want to do is get out the only way possible. And that is that door forward. And that might not necessarily be the best door. You got to be comfortable with where you are. And you have to know that you have some chips left. You might have an okay hand. The White Sox, I think, have a shitty hand because the guys that they don't want to move, they're not going to move. The guys that they do want to move have no value. So it's it's really tough. And I think that Rick Hahn, if anybody can get out of it, it's Rick Hahn. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's going to it's going to take a Herculean effort real quick. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully the Jose Abreu thing would make sense. It's a little bit older. It makes sense. And there are plenty of contenders that do need a first baseman. They're not going to do it being one of them, uh, by the way, but we won't, we won't uh, go down that route. I just, it's, it's really tough. What if, what if we're caught at all that they're like, you know what? We're kind of screwed. Here's how we'll make the fans happy for at least three weeks. We'll just get rid of La Russa and it'll distract all of them for, for at least a few weeks and then they'll be good. <laughs> it would be awesome. It would be awesome. And and I think what they know, what they realize is playoff appearances are so few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, like the White Sox went a decade without hosting a home yeah. playoff game. Yeah. Um, I think they understand that if they can just make it to the postseason, even if it's the wild card series, they're going to do it because like a playoff yeah. appearance is a playoff appearance. And that's that the tigers real quick. And then I'll make as many vaccination puns as I possibly can with the Royals. Um, <laughs> but the tigers, what do they do here? They just demoted Spencer Torkelson. I'm going to see him starting today. The Indians are uh, in the Indianapolis Indians are in Toledo taking on a uh, Detroit's AAA affiliate. So I'm going to get torque in the lineup and I'm going to see what what's going on with that guy. But who do you deal? Is it bullpen guys? Do you deal Michael Fulmer? Do you deal Gregory Soto? How do you go about this? This team's hilarious. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Just to to go into, <clears throat> if you don't mind, let me go into Peter Apple mode real quick. I'm in. The Detroit Tigers <laughs> are so stupid. <laughs> are so stupid. I mean, Jack, this is one of the teams that we were pegging as being to do something this offseason. They go out and sign Eduardo Rodriguez. They go out and sign Javi Baez. <laughs> Yet they're just as disappointing as they've, they've always been, right? Can you point, Jack, can you point to one player on this team that you feel excited about if you're a Detroit Tigers fan? And this is right. a team that hasn't been in the playoffs in so long. Peter Riley Green, he's so exciting, but he can't do it by himself. 
<laughs> he can't do it by himself. And Javi Baez, I mean, maybe we should have known. Maybe we should have known from that the TikTok that we did last year of him swinging an hour and a half before the pitch got there. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know what they're doing in Detroit. You got to stop listening to the Just Baseball Show. Everybody's got to keep, everybody else has to keep listening to the Just Baseball Show, but you have to stop because it's too good. Um, and I don't want to hear my impression yet. I don't. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like, I just think it's some bullpen pieces, and like, this is a lost year when you were thinking that it wasn't a lost year, and I don't know, you just go at it next year without Fulmer and Soto, and I, I think it's as simple as that. All right, 100%. Kansas City, you ready? I'm ready, man. The Royals have no shot this year, so why not take a stab at dealing some guys that are on expiring contracts? But you can't go to Canada with a lot of them. That's the tough thing. So the Blue Jays are out of the suitors that you can go get. Now, I, I hate to put us on, you know, lockdown or anything like that, but I think uh, a lot of the young guys, they've got to stay put here. You know, um, everybody of note, and uh, I I don't have another pun off the top of my head. I'm sorry, but Ben Benintendi, he's going to go. Uh, Michael A. Taylor, I think, should go. Barlow, Stalmont. That might be it. I mean, Ben Intendi's the prize possession here. Salvi? No, no. I know, it, but wouldn't it be Fan like favorite. spicy? Wouldn't it, it would be, be spicy, super spicy? It'd be I spicy would... and it'd be pretty slick, honestly, for them to get out ahead of it. Because you see, with the Royals, I, I get that, like, look, they won the World Series. And I bet there's a whole lot of fans who are like, screw it, I don't even care if we're bad right now. Like, that World Series run was so ridiculous. We won with the ground ball gremlin who's now yes. with the Padres. Like, that's how much craziness there was there. But if you're the Royals, you have to look at, I mean, like uh, my good buddy, a new contributor, Just Baseball, said, uh, Ryland Styles, where he was yes. like, look, uh, this guy hasn't made any impact ownership aside from, you know, banning porn from the clubhouse. Apparently, their number one thing they're going for. Vaccines? Nope. Uh, putting together good pitching staff. Nope. Putting up anything behind some of these guys and also trading with Merrifield when you should have, they should have done that at least in 2020. Yes. I can understand beforehand. You said this is a, a solid contributing player Could play a couple positions in the outfield and second base. He's can, he can run and he's got great batting average on base skills and good defense. I get that. But then when you saw that those pitchers weren't working out, I have no idea, Jack why they didn't deal him. He was showing signs of decline, and I think you should have gotten something for him. Clearly the type of player that you should have dealt when you had the chance. Now, what does he have, a negative 0.4 F4? Uh, he's kind of useless, unless maybe you're a person who plays fantasy baseball and is desperate for steals. So yeah. if you're the Royals, you're just like, Bobby Witt Jr., I think is the only thing that prevents them from feeling like the worst situation in baseball. I think that the Detroit Tigers are in a worse one, because at least you know you have Witt. And at yes. least you know that MJ Melendez could be interesting. And at least yes. you know that you might get some returns for these guys at the deadline. Detroit has nothing. Uh, so the Royals, man, it's just a really funny team, fun team to make fun of, yes. um, as you did at the beginning. And I think that everything was deserved. You guys were like, hey, uh, maybe if we were contending. All right. So it's good to see where your motivations are behind all of this. But with the Royals, I uh, look, man. Uh, it's it, it's tough times in Kansas City, but you won in 2015, 16. So at least you're vibing a little bit there. You won in 2015. You're fine there. Um, yeah, like I I think what Royals fans are going to like on August 3rd moving forward is you've got this stress-free, um, you know, like 
you don't have to worry about negative energy and you can just let Bobby Witt go do his thing. MJ do his thing. Nick Prado, who's now up to his thing. Vinny mm-hmm. Pasquantino do his thing. The bats are really exciting. And if you're going to deal Benny, you ask for two legitimate pitching prospects. That's what you ask for because you just need to add the stable of arms because mm-hmm. there's nothing there. We will wrap real quick with a new thing we're going to do every week, man. <laughs> One of our takeaways, we consume a lot of shit outside of baseball a lot of <laughs> shit yes, so uh discoveries uh things you saw that you might be sad about or thrilled about uh anything just bring it to the table this is an open forum you want me to go first or you i'll, I'll start things off because you i have a little sp- bit of a weird recommendation for everybody out there it is a classic one i once i believe i had a class in college at 8 a.m so i woke up at 6 30 I had not started an eight page single space essay, finished it in an hour, basically an hour. How did I do that? My friends, if you're writing, maybe you're studying or maybe you're just at work and you need to get a lot of work done, play the social network soundtrack in the background. You will feel so wired and you will feel so in. I'm telling you, I went supernova on that essay. Guess what I got? Got an A minus. Now, no, 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 no. I get it. You might be thinking, oh, well, you're good at the writing. You write for just baseball. Obviously, it means you're a good writer. Yeah. Uh, debatable. But bottom line is I finished that thing. I felt good. And when you're hearing those those songs, especially the beginning part, which is the most important, I'm telling you, it helps out, man. So what what was the term that they used? Tapped in or wired in? I think it was I think it was a wired in. Yeah, I think wired he's wired in. in. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. wired in. He can't hear you. He's wired in. Uh, okay, <laughs> you were wired in. Good to know. It's like natural Adderall. I'm here for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my big thing, I would recommend Stranger Things because that's what I'm just grinding through. But everybody <laughs> and their mother has already gotten through Stranger Things. So I am mm-hmm. uh, I'm behind catching up. What I will say is rest in power to the Chaco Taco. Klondike mm-hmm. has discontinued the Chaco Taco. <gasps> Get it while you can. If you see them, they are like Bowman baseball cards. Just, I mean, get them up, get them in your freezer, hide them with the dead bodies. Go get all the Choco Tacos you possibly can because they will be no more very soon. A travesty. Oh my gosh. This is like the worst thing I've heard since like the Dunkaroos got discontinued. I know. I know. And you can still find some Dunkaroos every now and again. Yeah, you can, but this is a tragedy. It's a tragedy. The Choco Taco. It's, it's just toast. If you didn't want the SpongeBob popsicle at the community pool growing up, you got the Choco Taco. 100%. And now it's no more. 100%. Or maybe you were a drumstick guy like myself. Oh, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. And the bottom of the cone. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that yeah. thing just killed every time. I know what you're talking about, man. All right. Uh, AL West tomorrow. But, Javi, thanks for uh, joining me on the airwaves of the AL Central. We'll be back next week with more discoveries and maybe some more baseball, too. Absolutely, man. Trade deadline. Woo!